Welcome to the first ever episode of Spooky Highway Option. Ooh, because it's Halloween week. I'm one of your ghosts, Connor J. Burke. Oh, by the way, it's the cinema podcast where we answer the one question that applies to every film. Is it better or worse than Vin Diesel's 2005 seminal masterpiece, The Pacifier? Spooky Pacifier. (laughs) I'm one of your ghosts, Connor J. Burke, and my favorite Halloween costume was when I was Eagles head coach Andy Reid when I was 11 years old. Right. I just had a great mustache. The entire time. <laughs> right. I, I had a piece of paper that I colored orange. Oh, uh, wow. Nice. nice. Yeah, because right, he wasn't gray then. Yeah, that's right. That was a, yeah. a while ago. <laughs> um, I'm your other ghost, Luke. <laughs> uh, my favorite past Halloween costume is uh, popcorn. Uh, upcoming, sexy Doc Brown. <laughs> And I'm your guest. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kendall Sweet Thomas. Uh, and yeah, last year I was uh, Father Time for Halloween. Uh, I was starting a whole theme of doing every holiday in order, and I got as far as one. So, I mean, you can still dress up. You can still like do it, but just the fact that there's no parties is a little <laughs> none of the sad. fun. <laughs> just just walking around as Cupid in my house. Yeah, that's kind of. Yeah. It's kind of not what people should do, really. <laughs> Get that knock at the door and be like, oh, hey, let me change real quick. Hold on. Yeah. Hey, man, I just got this diaper, but uh, happy Halloween, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's for Halloween. It's for Halloween, I swear. <laughs> Give so, a candy in a diaper, just really go with it. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. It would be full on. <laughs> so thank you for coming on, Kendall. And um, in case all of you couldn't tell by that opening, which I uh, probably honestly couldn't tell, the movie that we're watching this week, given to us by Bryce, our guest last week, is the 1998 direct-to-video film Casper Meets Wendy. Hmm. This wasn't uh, a TV movie? It was direct-to-video, no. and then they showed it on TV a bunch. Ah, okay. So, like, same difference. It, <laughs> that's what I was thinking the whole time, is that it looked very... It looked like an episode of uh, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. It, Yeah, it definitely... Wow. I, I think the Wikipedia said it cost six million dollars. CGI, all CGI. <laughs> yeah, just like a hundred thousand percent CGI, which was amazing, by the way, especially for a straight to video. Just amazing. <laughs> it was definitely a uh, very interesting to look at. Do either of you have a history with this movie? Any memories of it? Not a. Uh, I watched a lot of the first movie. I, I loved Casper. I w- watched a lot the, on the the theatrical one, like the Christina yeah. Ricci one. Yeah, that one. Yeah, absolutely. That's actually a pretty killer movie. But oh yeah. Fun. Um. So I thought this was like a sequel of that. So, lo and behold. 
there is a weird connection, but we'll get to that when it comes oh. up. Uh, aside from, you know, the character of Casper. <laughs> but um, I remember seeing this. I forget if I said it on the last episode or not. I remember seeing this in a Dairy Queen a lot. I don't know why, but it was they, playing in my local Dairy Queen. They play movies at Dairy Queen? <laughs> the one that I did, like, it had the ball pit and then it had a tiny CRT TV. And they would just a Dairy show... Queen with a ball pit? They had ball pits? That's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, our Dairy Queen had a ball pit. It was a small ball pit. And, like... Damn. There were paintings of Dennis the Menace everywhere. This isn't common for Dairy Queens? No, man. The only Dairy Queen I had around was, like, small ones. In the same way you see, like, a Kentucky Fried Taco Hut. It's like a Dairy Queen in a mall somewhere. Yeah, no, this was its own building. It still stands. I just think they got rid of the ball pit and tiny CRT. So kids can't, you know, have a blizzard and watch Road to El Dorado or Shark Boy and Lava Girl anymore. Casper meets Wendy. Or Casper meets <laughs> Wendy, exactly. So you were, like, frequently at yeah, right. Dairy Queen, like, long enough to see whole movies in the ball pit. No, not whole movies. We would just, like, be waiting for a blizzard, and I would just turn and be like, oh, what's this movie? And then it would just stick. It's so memorable. Anyway, instead of this <laughs> becoming a Dairy Queen discussion, uh, do we want to go over the film itself? Let's do it. So, so this is a Saban movie, the Power Rangers guy. Yeah. And that intro got me. It brought me right back. <laughs> I was like, oh, I saw this all the time. What? The Happy Children. <laughs> that I had never seen the Happy Children before. Oh, really? That was wacky. <laughs> They're pretty silly looking children. The spinning thing. Yeah. 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 I. The last time I remember seeing it was uh, when past and future guest Chris Benicki and I watched Richie Rich's Christmas Wish last year as a palate cleanser after Star Wars. Hmm. <laughs> Did he cleanse uh, the palate? Very, uh, yeah. It did. <laughs> it truly did. Yes. Um, we get our uh, opening credits that look like an ugly Windows XP screensaver. There's oh. Three full minutes, at least. Maybe yeah. four. Yeah. <laughs> Just took forever. Incredibly long. But um, there's a very interesting name in it. Besides, you know, actress Shelley Duvall, who's sort of well Mikey? Known. Are we talking about Mikey? I'm, I'm talking about animation producer Kent Butterworth. He's married to the syrup lady. She got him that gig. She got him that gig. She hooked him up. I did laugh at Butterworth as a name. Yeah, for sure. She did. Yeah, he used his connections. I saw another name. It it was a first name. It was just J Y M N. I'm like, how do you how do you say? Is it just Jim? And they just added extra letter or like? Yeah, it might be like Jim. Foreign spelling of Jim. Jim. Or you just, you bang it all out. Jimin. Yeah, it's really the only word that's on the screen. There's probably like a hundred words. Yeah, exactly. It's like, no. Luke, you mentioned Mikey. Who's Mikey? Michael McDonald. Oh. I saw the name come up and I was like, well, I I left a space for myself to check later if it was really Michael McDonald or if it was just another guy with a name. And it was. Oh, it was. Okay. You didn't see him? (laughs) Not off the top of my head. Oh, boy, we'll get there. Uh, This is also our second movie featuring the voice of Bill Farmer after Space Jam. He is the current voice of Goofy. Okay, uh, I can see that. I put the jam above this one. Yeah, Yeah, I recognize the name, but I mean, I'm sure he does voices everywhere. 
I don't like jam, and it's above this one for me, too. <laughs> but speaking of sports movies and aliens, this opening scene. Yeah, you know when you go bowling, right? <laughs> um, and you get and a like, strike. Yeah, exactly. And, like, it's different every place you go. It's always something wacky. That's what this whole fucking scene looked like. It's like, I remember one specific one in my local one was all the pins were bulls like they had the horns and the ball was a cowboy yeah that's the vibe i got <laughs> yeah the cg is a mess it's all an extended uh close encounter slash general spielberg riff you've got robin thick as the local baseball announcer so it's a baseball stadium where a ufo comes down and at that point there's already a million questions like this is a Casper the Ghost movie. Why are aliens in it? Why is Robin Thicke playing the announcer? It's uh, it's Alan Thicke. Rest in power. Oh, it's Robin, Alan Robin Thicke. Thicke. Robin is, is, his, his, son. is his son. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I knew <laughs> I was that. Gonna say. Just because he's a boss, like, and I don't like Robin Thicke, so I was like, oh, I can't. I can't yeah, no, Alan, <laughs> Alan's better. Alan's much I better. Like, oh, I, he's so cool. <laughs> um, okay, Alan Thicke is the baseball announcer, right? UFO kind of looks and sounds like the Close Encounters UFO, but it's playing the Casper the Friendly Ghost theme song. Did not mix well. Didn't, uh, didn't catch it. Didn't catch it at all. There's a guy <laughs> eating ice cream who's dressed just how, like, Steven Spielberg always dresses. The pitcher of the baseball game looked a little bit like Jay Farrow. Anybody else? Maybe. I could see it. One, one of his think... first gigs. Yeah. Maybe. yeah <laughs> he would have been... Possibly. Uh, guy who flips down his sunglasses to look at the thing. Got a so bright because it's a night game. <laughs> I think one of yeah. the managers was Bill Farmer himself. Okay, that would that Which would make man? sense for the homage that we're talking about later, Luke. So found interesting. A <laughs> uh, little girl turns to the camera and says, "They're back." Yeah, is that like, from Close Encounters? It's or that's a different movie. Yeah, exactly. I was like, why did they even do that? <laughs> oh, Poltergeist. Oh, okay, Poltergeist. Maybe they're, they're doing really trying to riff off as many ghosts as they could. They're just they're yeah. really trying to just like stick it to Spielberg, and I don't understand why. He has nothing to do with this film. Name recognition, baby. I guess. Or Saban was like trying to get him to direct and he was like, No. Well, of course not. It's a bit straight to straight to video. But I just... uh maybe Sean McNamara, the director, maybe he's like, ah, he had a beef with him or something, or maybe he's supposed to get a, a job as like a production assistant with him and he just he, he didn't call him back just hated him so the spaceship dissolves into a bad Art. bowling screen cg alien for one second yeah yeah who is then immediately revealed to be i think it's stretch one of casper's uncles and then it's just the ghosts causing chaos which like if they can disguise themselves as objects why do they do that only once right and also, it, it legitimately fooled me as well. I was just not expecting a ghost to happen at all. Like, yeah, <laughs> I thought we were gonna meet the villain of the movie. Maybe there. I the first time watching it, I thought it was gonna be a uh, movie inside a movie thing. So okay. like, we'd wow. get that, and then it would zoom out, and it would be like Casper sitting and watching it, and being like, "I'm having a great time." And the three uncle ghosts are like, "Casper, you can't watch movies." <laughs> That's where you are. <laughs> Get back so to carrying yeah. our stuff. Yeah. I th yeah, <laughs> I think their names are Stretch, Stinky, and Fatso. 
I only know Fatso for sure. Well, yeah, because he's <laughs> big. Well, because they said it later, and I was like, his real name is Fatso. <laughs> his human name was <laughs> Fatso. <laughs> In the original 1995 movie, Fatso was voiced by Brad Garrett. Sadly, not this time. <laughs> did a good job. Sounded just like him. Yeah, I did. Also, have one thing too, as well, is that so far. All the lines have just been screaming or yelling. Like, there just hasn't been anyone... Besides the weird... Uh, they're back. Yeah, that's, it's that's it. Screaming, yelling, or weird pop culture stuff happens a lot. They wanted to get you used to how Hilary Duff was going to do everything. Oh, boy, yeah. Um, there's one point where Fatso uh, bombs hot dogs from a hot dog car- cart called Hot Dog Alicious. A hot dog cart that has, like, 37 just unwrapped hot dogs just stacked on top of each other. It's a lot of hot dogs for a local baseball game. It didn't even look like minor league. It just looked like just a... I I can't even describe it. (laughs) And they don't get into it either. Like, they're just like, these are baseball teams and there are some fans here. Yeah. (laughs) Just, just, it's red team versus blue team. Moving on. (laughs) Yeah. So the scaring goes so well that the three uncle ghosts decide that it's time to take a vacation in the Catskills. Vacation from what? I was like, what do they do? Do they have like labor and stuff? Like, <laughs> why? Why do they need to this decide to go on vacation? They're dead. It seems like they're scaring for fun too. So it's like that's isn't that vacation? Yeah. <laughs> when you think about the fact that they used to be humans, it kind of destroys the whole thing. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I know the 1995 movie tries to get into Casper and how he died and stuff, but yeah, especially with the three of them, it's just like, whatever. Moving our, on. Our dead kid hero. But like, why are Casper's parents not ghosts? <laughs> right. Yeah. Why are, you, uh, why are you not a ghost with them? Why don't you have just a whole family? Everybody who died before, like, why are they not all ghosts? Let's get it going. It's, instead, it's these three uncles, probably in quotes, I think. It's a kidnapping situation. Ghost napping. <laughs> We're then introduced to our antagonist of the film, Desmond Spellman, the most powerful witch in the world. He, uh, you know, he uses magic for a whole bunch of stuff. He talks to his oracle, a mirror played by Pauly Shore for some reason. Well, thing, man, that this we roll up on this dude who wears his pajamas for the whole movie. He's doing Fortnite magic with his fingers, and he's a witch? He, like, kills... I don't know if he kills him, but he, like, zaps somebody through his phone, and you hear the person scream in agony? I didn't hear the message either, but, like, I don't know what could be so terrible that he... Like, <laughs> he, he was, like, immediately fed up. As soon as it, st- like, started, he was like, no! <laughs> I think he's just a dick. Oh, he's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Holly Shore, as the magic mirror is rhyming, he's like, hey, buddy, you're gone. You're the greatest witch of all, except for this child who's going to become friends with the ghost. Here, let me fax you her actress's headshot. <laughs> Black and white photo of child Hillary Duff. It is straight up Hillary Duff's like original headshot, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but... He also starts by asking him, like, so what's the news? What's the weather? And stuff like that. And I'm like, so he, he's a computer? He's, he's an Alexa. Yeah. He's just <laughs> assistant. I, Missed I opportunity know. for Polly Shore to be Alexa right now. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, that'd be a great voice, though. But he's <laughs> also dressed like a pharaoh, too, which I don't understand. 
Yeah, he's dressed like the uh, the blue guy in uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse. Jombie. Kind of. <laughs> the prophecy states that Wendy will become more powerful when she teams up with a ghost. So the only way to defeat her is to throw her into Hell Portal. Yeah, man. I I think it's interesting that that's the, the method he went with. Because the prophecy was that this girl is going to become the most powerful witch because she makes friends with a ghost. So, like, that's all you know. Those are all the things. And he, instead, he was like, got to kill that little girl. <laughs> instead of, like, maybe I should find this ghost first. Yeah, maybe I should ghost bust as a witch. I'm, I'm too jaded as, as a super cool warlock man. Yeah, so once he finds out about the portal to hell, he creates two goons out of goo? And, yeah. uh, um, you know what their names are? No. It's Jules no. and Vincent, and they wear black suits. You know what other movie has black suit wearing Jules and Vincent who talk about nonsense? Oh, Pulp Fiction, because they do that later in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. These two guys oh. are a weird riff on Pulp Fiction for no reason. In a child's movie. Yep. And they, they got big weird CGI guns to Massive. shoot Wendy. I guess before throwing her into hell. I do like that he doesn't he doesn't give them any kind of location to find Wendy. He just gives them find that her. black and white photo. Yeah, and then I also like are, are they magic guns? I didn't know what the power of the guns was and why they're so complex. I was like, yeah. are they space guns? Also, are, they... are these guys magic or are they like what's their deal? Uh, they came out of the sky. I yeah. want <laughs> the Jules and Vincent movie. And every time I say Jules and Ver, I'm like, Jules and Vern, you know, Doc Brown's kids, but it's not them. <laughs> you guys, you also catch that uh, Witchman has a, just a huge photo of Chairman Mao on his wall. What? <laughs> just chilling. <laughs> I did not see that. Is he in China? They don't really say where he is. I ever. was going to say, <laughs> was that 1998 going like, see, he's a bad man? I guess. I just, it was like a really weird... That's super weird. Again, it's, it's a kid's movie. Uh... <laughs> Gotta throw him in there for him. Yeah. So then we transition, meet Wendy with her first line of mornings would be better if they happened in the afternoon. This is young Hilary Duff in her first movie ever. Yeah. And she's... Doing her best Olsen twins impression. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely being Hilary Duff. Rushing through lines and really, really loud, just shouting them all. <laughs> And uh, we meet Sabrina's three aunts. They're named Gary, Gabby, and Fanny. One of them's name was Gary? G-E-R-I. So uh, that might be Jerry. Uh, it's Jerry, like, yeah. It's, it's Jerry. Jerry, yeah. Jerry is played by Kathy Moriarty, which is on the blonde one, which is only interesting because she played the villain in the real Casper movie. Uh, wow! I didn't like, hang on to that. I didn't place her. Name. Yeah, she also got top billing. Yeah, in the, in the final credits. Yeah, she was above Shelley Duvall, which like I thought Shelley Duvall was a much bigger deal than her. I know sure. Shelley Duvall's name, <laughs> so yeah. that's not really much. But I just thought that was strange. Wendy changes out of her standard outfit, which is pajamas, or changes out of her pajamas into her standard outfit, which is also pajamas. Yes, ah. which onesie? It's amazing. Yeah. It's got the feet and everything. And the three ants who are very much hocus pocus knockoffs 
decide to uh, have the Paperboy's papers attack him because they're bored, I guess. They don't like how he throws it. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that was that was their reasoning behind it. They're, <laughs> just the way the three ants are... It's amazing. They, they're so good in this. I will not let you disparage them. <laughs> they're having a good time, but like just the way their characters are remind me of the one John Mulaney joke where it's like when he's a kid and he's putting firecrackers in an egg carton and he's like, I wish someone just stopped me and asked me, like, why are you doing this? And I just would say, well, I'm so horny and full of rage and I have no outlet. So I just want to see how shit blows up or whatever. And like that kind of describes the three of them. That's fair. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to make the comparison to the aunts, to the ghost uncles. And I don't yeah. like the aunts. They fucked with that paper boy once in the beginning of the movie, but mostly like, they're like nice to Wendy. Casper's uncles are always like, carry our shit. And then they're like dropping stuff on his head. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I didn't know what their problem or her problem was with them specifically. Um, yeah, she just, other than they, they joke around. She just wasn't <laughs> a fan and they yelled at her sometimes. Also, was that first scene of them all talking? Was that dubbed for some reason? I a think lot. so. A There's lot of dubbing in this movie. weird ADR in this movie. And the dialogue is also all peak bad 90s dialogue. Yeah, lots of puns, lots of, lots of great jokes, lots of, you know, lots of pop culture puns, references. Is this your final answer type stuff? <laughs> fucking Jeopardy jokes. I, I was like, what paper boy has to ride through the woods, too? He was like riding like in the middle of nowhere, just flying through. And they're like, nah, he's a jerk. <laughs> he, he's ruining his bicycle, coming all the way out here to throw a paper out of our house. Let's, let's hit him with a ball of slime. Which is <laughs> a huge fucking... Why do you need human news? Can't you can't you call on your Alexa to do that for you? <laughs> Don't you have your own Polly Shore? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, at this point, Jules and Vincent show up, say that we're they're with Desmond Spellman. They have a legitimately good line, I think, where they mention that, and one of the ants goes, "Desmond Spellman," and the one's like, "Do I look like a speech therapist?" That made me laugh. <laughs> I don't know why that was the one. No energy the whole time from them. They're just going from place to place. <laughs> That's kind of why I like them. They're my favorite characters in the movie. <laughs> wow. Wow. Because they'll just cut to them doing something stupid or like talking about something inane. And I'm like, what? How'd they get to that conversation? Yeah. They, they just like showed up randomly. I loved them. I thought they were doing a Penn and Teller thing for a little while, but then the other guy had lines in, in a strangely deep voice. It was great. Penn and Teller thing would have been interesting. And uh, they mention as they make, as the witches make their way to this Catskills and the uncle ghosts steal a cabin in the Catskills. Uh, they mention that ghosts hate witches or because they are fleshies with power. A lot of, we get a lot of mileage out of fleshies. Yeah, it's yeah. offensive. It is offensive. It's, uh, I don't like it. <laughs> it's trying to be uh anti-racism message i guess a little bit does your arm hurt it's <laughs> a tiny bit i mean i mainly only did this because it was the joke i made with uh friends watching it the first time that it was the second whitest movie about racism i've ever seen they do a lot of making fun of white people too in this though like the suburban like mm-hmm. people who like go to these kind of resorts and stuff like that like they had a, or like the tour guide guy they trash uh, that guy yeah. the whole time. <laughs> that guy is interesting. Rightly so. 
Larry Legend. The first whitest movie about racism I've ever seen is The Blind Side. I wanted to finish my joke. Mm. So the witches try to get a cabin, but an old woman who was a little rude to them earlier has it. So they uh, transform her into a talking goat, therefore making the rest of her life an existential nightmare. Yeah, I was wondering why they didn't change her back ever. Like, that was I thought that was going to be the next scene. <laughs> no. She's just a goat now. She's, she's just talking goat. She's like stuck there too. She doesn't leave. She just wanders around. Have you seen the goat my gives family? the key back to the guy? And the guy's just like, "Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you, goat." Uh, this room is vacant now. Oh, that guy was the worst too. That guy gets punched in the face. That guy was terrible. <laughs> we were going to sell this room to a goat, I guess. <laughs> my mistake. They also everyone always screams ghost when they see a ghost. Yeah. I, I don't know if that'd be my reaction. I, I just really. I, <laughs> Even like Scooby Doo, I don't know if I'd say anything. It's cause it's cause they fleshies and fleshies are just scared of ghosts. <laughs> Casper. And then the ghosts also have teeth, and I wasn't really sure why they. The ghosts have teeth. Could have gone they, without it. They need to eat. At one point, Fatso gets a sunburn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks good. I actually like <laughs> that look on him. He should be a big red boy. <laughs> As the witches make their way to the cottage, we cut back to Desmond, who has a uh, large magic reader to find the witches. That's the that's the first version of the Santa tracker, the NORAD Santa Pretty tracker. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, and at this point, Jules and Vincent are talking about corned beef hash, and one of them doesn't know why it's called hash. Yeah, yeah that, I mean, that conversation, they love breakfast, so I, I like them for that. As yeah, well. <laughs> they're, they're the most. They'll get those characters. points. <laughs> so Sabrina, not Sabrina. God, Wendy mentioned something about trying to find a way to stop Desmond. She'll look it up on her big chunky laptop and use spell check. <laughs> so that laugh is her laugh too. She laughed in the movie. She loves. <laughs> she loves like that joke. <laughs> <laughs> so Wendy's aunt Gert uh, decides to. Tell Wendy to check out my website, and then there's spider webs in the room. <laughs> Big one. <laughs> and so the witches decide to transform using magic, transform the uh, cabin around them, and uh, this is when the large magic reader, radar, whatever, has its first sighting. And I don't know if you paid attention to this, uh, in case you don't know, the Catskills, which they clearly mentioned they were going to more than a few times, is in New York. Right, they, the get, it, they get it right the second time, but they definitely chose, <laughs> yeah. like, The Montana. first reading on this radar is, like, Utah, Montana area. Oh, I didn't catch that. <laughs> that was the first thing I saw, I was like, something's up. I just didn't catch the Catskills part, so I didn't know where they were. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. They're like in this Montana region. That's fine. And then I saw the second one, and I'm like, that's yeah, the, the other side of the country. <laughs> the second time it pinpoints New Yorkish, but Well, maybe that's why they didn't get over there, because they didn't get a full thing. Get a full match. I guess it's possible. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. I was like, is it a really bad radar? I mean, then don't zoom out to the entire world. I think you're <laughs> casting too wide a net. Maybe that's causing problems. Yeah, that's entirely possible. Um, so the ants go out to enjoy the thing, and they ground Wendy because Desmond Spellman wants to throw her into a hell portal. So Wendy has a natural reaction of 
crossing her arms and going, I feel like I'm in the witch's protection program. A lot of oh, one off of those lines for her. A lot of those lines said completely through teeth. They but, also are pretty terrible at hiding. The whole thing is that like magic is supposed to. Mm-hmm. But they're allowed to do small things like pranks. Like change their Halloween costumes into other Halloween costumes. Dude, they look so good. I love those all those outfits. To blend in. And the, Hillary Duff, when she changed hers as well, said, I be witching. Which I was like, is that... Mm. Is that to a reference to the swear word? Like, like, honestly, what were we going for? It honestly kind of just sounds like Scottish slang. Oh, that makes sense. I don't know why I can just hear a Scottish person be like, oh, I've been witching. And I'm just like, yeah, sure. You do. Put it in this American movie. Yeah. Kids will get it. Casper is sad because uh, the uncles eat all the food that he bought them. The aunt. The aunts, when they find out that they can't do magic, they rattle off all this shit that they're not going to be able to do. And the one aunt is like, oh, I'm not going to be able to play the glockenspiel. And I just want to know what the what the instance was going to be. Like, what? <laughs> she just find can't. a spot to prevent it. She just can't. It's also a human skill. Like, she can just play the glockenspiel without <laughs> magic. Like, she just have it playing in the background all day. Like, it just, like, the, the, just the like, sticks just go along. You know, like, a just a really good concert version of it. I don't know, man. Fill the room. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, multiple, maybe? That'd be cool. That's possible. So, we... So, Casper is sad, and he leaves because the uncles didn't leave any food for him, even though there is plenty of food on that table to still eat. And they don't need um, to eat their ghosts. <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah. uh, we also, earlier we met uh, resident little shit Josh. Oh, he moves fast. Josh moves fast. <laughs> Josh is, uh, Josh Jackson is his full name. And he's, uh, yeah, first he kind of hits on Wendy. And then she meets him in the arcade where he's playing Mortal Kombat. And you can clearly see it's a Mortal Kombat machine, but they talk about soldiers yeah look at me mow down all these commandos yeah <laughs> and uh he's yeah just in general a little shit and yeah. so wendy unplugs the game on him did you hear the uh the adult laugh that they piped in while he was playing the game <laughs> no Gosh, it was one adult man laughing like josh was like get out of here and he was like ha ha you get her kid Casper and Wendy then meet and bond over the adults being mean to them. Casper uh, moves fast. That was my Cas- other my <laughs> other line. He got right in there with, oh, you're so attractive. And I'm like, oh, I hey. Mean, <laughs> Casper in the 95 movie, too. I know. It like, brought me right got, back. I was like, oh, yeah, he was he was really weird. Yeah, he's got the whole thing of, like, leaning over Christina Ricci in bed and being like, can I keep you? And it's right. creepy. But it's right. supposed Casper's to be Casper's got game. Nice. Right? And he's like showing her all the cool stuff. He's like, hey, yeah, look at all this breakfast I can make you. And look yeah, at all these. Like ghost I can, dirt bikes. I can float. I can turn invisible. And then he's like, Wendy's like, I'm a witch. I be witching. And he's like, okay, cool. What magic you got? And she's like, I can only do small magic. Let me uh, make this Santa standy dance. CGI is awesome. It's so good. <laughs> I truly believed in Santa Claus for a minute. Why is like that small moves? magic? What's the big magic? It was like I, a... mean, I think it. I guess it's because it's like one thing, so that makes it small instead of like many thing. I don't know, man. <laughs> so we get a fun montage of friends having fun on holiday. 
because that's what the song is singing over um, and over and over yeah, and over, over and again over. oh tough song uh, <laughs> tough i forgot song. to mention because taking notes for it was my second time through watching it by accident i watched it on 1.2 speed ah. and i gotta admit it flowed better <laughs> yeah there was some dead space it was uh yeah. one of the longer 90 minute movies i've ever seen yeah yeah um the ghost physics doesn't make sense as you said casper makes a ghost dirt bike <laughs> pulls it out ghost rider just yeah he is ghost rider <laughs> Also didn't like when he went through the horse's nose and came out the top of its head. I don't think that yeah. horse is okay anymore. Isn't no. that just a COVID test? <laughs> well, given how tough possession is later in the movie, yeah, that horse probably hated it. It's probably like There's really a lot tough. Of questions about possession. They do possess a guy in the first scene, but like his eyes and mouth kind of just bulge and then we go away from him. And he also seemed to be in pain. He did not yeah. like it. <laughs> uh so the Three ants are sitting by the poolside, and they're, you know, trying to hit on everybody. One point, they're asking the cabana boy for a whole bunch of stuff. Judging by Luke's face, I think we wrote down the same joke of when one uh, of them asks, Cabana boy, how about a date? And he says, sure, December 7th, 1941. Is that, that's Pearl Harbor, right? Is that that's Pearl Harbor? Pearl Harbor. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, what? This is a kid's movie. There's absolutely no reason for him to say that. No, but it was funny. Just casual. Um, and then also, just during the uh, the montage between Casper and Wendy, she was like doing stuff with the arrow and uh, potentially killing people, yeah. which, is, which is not really low-key. Uh, if she's trying <laughs> to just like sneak around, just have a good time outside. And it's also just a terrible use of magic. It's probably a lot of magic, right? Yeah. And the, the people all seem chill with it. Nobody notices there's ghosts here and there's magic happening, and everyone else is just there. I mean, it goes with the classic saying, weird shit happens in those cat skills. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Haven't you ever heard everybody walk? You know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Philly's the city of brotherly love. Weird shit's in the cat skills. I guess. <laughs> that cabana boy, also, none of that was his job. No. They got him buzzing around. He's like giving them a back massage. Take yep. off my shoe and smell my foot. Definitely not in the job description. Not at all. This uh, movie also loves green stink cloud effect. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody somebody really like uh really pushed for that. They're like, no, we can use that one here too. We can definitely mm-hmm. go with that. But the camera Same work one. hit it again. <laughs> during that whole cabana boy scene, because they're meant to see like make it seem like he's disorganized and like they're asking him a lot of things and like they're just like going side to side and like the only time the camera moved in like the entire the entire movie a lot of dutch angles (laughs) uh at one point they also talk to a man and say something to him and he mentions that he has to go kill some bugs that's actually a kind of big cameo not really oh that's uh the lead character in the film starship troopers where (laughs) they aliens they kill are called bugs and you know what the actor's name is is it bug it's Casper Van Dien. Oh, wow. Yep. See, now you said a name that is the only Casper I know in your life. Casper and Casper. Stuff happens here. The dance is mentioned. While we're at the pool, Josh comes up again. This is the first time we get the instance of Josh. I guess just like... Josh is a really inconsistent character. Um, He's okay the first time, and then he's just a little shit for the rest of it. He's just like, you're going to take me to the dance, Wendy. And she's like, 
you were a dick to me in the arcade. Yeah. <laughs> and the only consistent line is that like he is all he's all about Wendy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> once once she doesn't like him, yeah, then then that totally switches mm. on. It's like I'm so cool. When she trips him and he falls on that uh that man that lady at the pool. Well I thought it was first. really interesting that that adult man came over. It's Yeah. She's like, this small boy is trying to have sex with my wife, and I need to deal with it. So you're not allowed yeah. to do that to people. <laughs> but before that, uh, Wendy uses more magic to uh, get ketchup all over his chest. Yeah, from like all the way over there, like 100 feet away. Poor kid's yeah. not going to have any ketchup on his hot dog. Kid just watches the ketchup stream go away and be like, oh... But he loved it, though. He thought it was so funny. What yeah. happened to the stream? Like, you're not questioning what happened? Oh, also, uh, Josh mentions something about going to the dance, and he's rude about it. Hillary Duff goes, Josh, you're obviously behind on 90s dating rituals. It's like, you should be, too. You're, like, eight. <laughs> She's mature. So uh, the dance is mentioned, and Casper and Wendy make a plan for the dance. What I forget to get their family together um i just thought the uh yeah you're getting there okay so yeah. <laughs> uh for the dance the uncles the ghost uncles find out like hey casper's like could you teach me how to possess people and they're like instead of teaching you we'll just do it ourselves yeah. and they go to the dance and find three remarkably same body type people Ooh, yes. i think of the voice actors no like it's now that's not them. Oh, okay. That's what I thought Michael oh. McDonald was. I thought he was the voice because he's one of the actors. Yeah, he's Stretch. Yep. Uh, no, I don't think he does his voice. No, I, I think he's just a body. Yep. That makes yeah. sense. But what an interesting, like, gig for him. Hey, man, a gig's a gig. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of dancing. He had some jokes, you know. That were dubbed, I think, going back to the dubbing <laughs> thing we were talking about. Moving his face oh, yeah, they're, and moving. they're all dubbed by the voice actors. Like, I don't think it's them doing an impression. Oh, yeah, no. My favorite thing, the guy playing Fatso. Um, he looks remarkably like that one Jimmy Neutron episode where Carl dresses up as Jimmy trying to impress a Swedish girl. I'm going to take your word for it. I've seen it. I've definitely seen it. Because I remember him with the big, the big hair. I also feel like I recognize the actor who was playing it, too. He's definitely been in other things as well. I feel like I did, too. Yeah, I don't know like who somebody. he was, though. He kind of looked like the guy who played uh, Patrick in the Spongebob musical. But he would have been... That's all in line. He would have been very young at that point. And then, is the is the dubbing better than the CGI, or is the CGI better than the dubbing? See? I think it's scene by scene. Cause the, yeah. <laughs> because of the actors who are, who are there with the dubbing, in this particular scene, it works for me. Uh, but like dubbing earlier in that one scene, not so much. The actors are all doing their best with what they got. And Michael McDonald, always good. Michael yeah. McDonald running around going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like as soon as they got in the dance, though, like the witches were also dubbed too. I, I realized like as soon as I was like, oh, the dubbing yeah. on them is weird. I'm like, oh, their witches are too. That's it's terrible. Did. The witches are at the big dance, kind of dressed in like prom outfits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tiny frilly uh, purses that like just just barely hang off their wrists, and like the the beehive haircuts. Yeah, this is costumes for this movie were were something. They're yeah, they're definitely something. They're looking to get some. Uh, Stinky realizes that 
the body he's in doesn't smell bad, so he stinks himself up and uh, sneezes big goo on a woman. Oh, so much goo. Like, just an obscene amount of goo that could never be in one person. So I was like, is that the ghost part? Is that a ghost power <laughs> yeah. coming through thing? Or According to him, he didn't know it was not appropriate. <laughs> uh, we got a Ben Stein cameo. Yes, he's amazing. In, he's in all three live-action Casper movies now. Oh, okay, so they just did it for posterity's sake. That's interesting. Pretty much. They were just uh, like, hey, Ben, do you want to do something? He's like, I like money. Yeah, I'll do this one dance scene. Also, the best song of the movie is, is happening right now. Just just the bed underneath all of the fun yeah, the, dance things that are going around. The big band stuff's a good time. So, Wendy's aunts and Casper's uncles possessing humans are, like, starting to hook up and get to know each other, which is all according to plan for the for Casper and Wendy. All so the six two... of them being very inconspicuous, mm-hmm. just being regular dance attendees. So the two of them go to a gazebo to have a romantic dance. Uh, you, uh, Casper makes himself James Boo for half a second. And, and then just... says he d- doesn't want people to see him, so they immediately turns invisible. Which I was like, yeah, then why'd you put on a tuxedo? Just <laughs> bad. The whole thing's just bad. <laughs> Super awkward and bad. Although <laughs> I do like earlier when Wendy is dumping Josh for the thing. For her new dead boy boyfriend. She mentions, yeah, I've, I'm going with someone else. And he's like, what is it, like pale, bald, and something. And I immediately yeah. went, oh, cool, you're going to the dance with Caillou? <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you catch uh, when Casper was talking to his uncles, he was like, teach me how to, I, I want you to teach me how to do possession. And they talk about the, uh, the, the grimmest book of world records. Which like oh, is definitely like we're doing a spooky thing, but that one's okay. I thought it was just it, it's just one book like from a McDonald's of Grimish. <laughs> it's just like stuff he's really proud of. All of his personal accomplishments. Yeah. <laughs> Ronald. I fit twenty five McNuggets in my mouth, and also these three ghosts possess someone yeah. for a long time. Exactly. I don't know if that's what Grimish sounds like or not. <laughs> yeah. I've only heard his Irish uncle Seamus O'Grimacy. Oh my. I'm sure that was tasteful. Get it? Tasteful? <laughs> it was just green. <laughs> uh, when the uh, uncles are finally going to go over to the aunts and do the dance thing, uh, the aunts are just like holding their hands out, like just like waiting. And it's, it's like that sort of that stereotypical, it should be in slow motion scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ben Stein just sneaks up from behind him and he's like, Hey, you want to dance? And they're like, beat it, Bozo. Yeah. <laughs> like, leave us alone. I'm like, yeah, Ben Stein, get it. Get, get in there. <laughs> get in there. Hey, you want to dance? <laughs> Josh sees Wendy dancing with herself, meaning Invisible Casper, and he gets all pissy about it, of course. And now the guys that the ghost uncles are possessing start to fight back. And everyone mistakes it as dancing, even though it's a lot of shaking and ghost faces popping out of regular faces. And hurting people. Dancing. Just bumping into everybody. Mm-hmm. Just causing chaos. And everyone's like, dancing. That's dancing. There was at least one lady who kept standing there. And one of the uncles was just like elbowing her over and over again. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I can do the twist. And then he starts hitting her. And she's like, okay, yeah. all right, I'll do the twist over here. <laughs> uh, in another inappropriate historical reference... 
Casper and Wendy come in. Wendy goes, oh no, our plan's going down. And Casper goes, like the Hindenburg. Which isn't a joke or anything. It's just no. nothing. It just is a completely unnecessary <laughs> reference. Just, just like the Pearl Harbor. The I'm like, they're doing this on purpose. Like, they're trying to put in this weird stuff. Like They're seeing how much why? they can slide in. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not like parents love this stuff. They love Pearl Harbor references in their Casper movies. So it's revealed that the uh, witches were with the ghosts and that the witches are witches and they freak out and threat the witches threaten to turn the three ghosts in beanbags, but they can't use their big magic. Yeah. But they still bluff. So I don't really understand what's to be scared of with these ghosts for anyone, really. <laughs> the fear of mortality. <laughs> but like, I mean, we didn't see any of the, we, if we saw like one scene of the uncles and they like held someone in the river until they were dead or something, it's like, <laughs> now join us. But like, it's just a lot of like, ah, oh, now we're here and I'm sticking my face in the cake you want to eat. Blah, 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 blah. But that's not scaring the fleshies. <laughs> yeah. Murder ain't scary to them. <laughs> Well, one of them is stinky as well, and so he doesn't really scare people. He just grosses them out, you know? Like, it's like, yeah. they're like, ah, oh, we just want to ruin people's day. Like, it's not really, <laughs> like, that's really our main goal. If they're not happy, we're super happy. Wendy and Casper try to get everyone back together. Casper accidentally lets it slip that the witches can't use their powers, so the uncles go on the offense with I probably my least favorite line in this entire movie. They're like, we gotta beat these witches for Anna. And then Stinky's like, for glory. And then Fatso goes, formerly known as Prince. Yeah, that happened. And that's just terrible. <laughs> that's nothing. That's less <laughs> than nothing. Uh, some interesting fired off references for sure. I saw this for free on YouTube and I want my money back <laughs> because of that line. <laughs> and so this is the point where I realized like, wait, they never explain like why witches and ghosts are enemies or why they're not cool. Like, well, at all. The ghosts mention it's because they're the only fleshies who can scare back because they have powers. That's it. Yeah. Right. And But there's no there's no reverse at all, but they're just, like, equally discriminated against in, in both cultures. Yeah. Right. I don't know, man. So, uh, the ghosts attack uh, after flushing Casper down the toilet. Again, Casper's a ghost. He can just go through the toilet while it's being flushed. You could. But you can also say that about, like, the Luigi's Mansion vacuum. But that's, like, a specially designed thing. This is just a shitter. Right. And he comes out waterlogged, too. Like, when he finally emerges from the sewers. Yeah, he himself out. (laughs) Wendy covers the ghosts in plaster using magic, which sets off the big radar. Which is the totally different spot this time. Now yeah, they're which now we're in New York. Accurately in the Catskills. <laughs> they get into Desmond's flying car. Right. Also, he's doing an accent. Do you guys know what kind of accent George Hamilton is doing for this? He's killing yes. it, by the way. He's so good in this as well. <laughs> Magic accent. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like kind of a whisper. It's it's from somewhere. I think he's is he supposed to be doing a Vincent Price kind of, but not because he's got the. He, uh, this, the slight mustache. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell Seemed if it like was a real soap opera villain to me. Yes. That, yeah. He's way too tan. Well, that's that's George Hamilton, though. Like that. That's ah, sure. that's why he's famous. <laughs> Josh steals Wendy's wand. Is just messing with it. Desmond arrives and the witches attempt to sneak out dressed as housekeeping. But 
Desmond finds him and then does some evil stuff. Talks uh, to the goat. Talks to the goat. Goat talks right. to him first. So yeah, the goat <laughs> tells polite. him they went that way. Yeah. Zaps the three witches with magic. Uh, one of them grows a beard. One of them grows rabbit ears, and one of them just gets a skimpy dress. She becomes a hot chick. Yeah, she's like blonde. Yeah. Like she's like a totally different person. Yeah. Yeah, and she's mad about that, but then they all change back immediately. Yeah, she thinks so hideous. Yeah. Casper realizes he has to help Wendy, so he gets Wendy's wand by scaring Josh, who is just hitting it with the hammer at this point. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> well, and we see the full scene of he's realized it's a magic thing. He's doing magic with it. Yeah, and then so still he's like just beating the shit out of it with a hammer. Because yeah, he's mad at her. He's trying to break it yeah. just specifically because he's angry at her. But also Casper uh, had seen him with the wand before and just like got jealous that he yeah. that she's like oh she didn't let me play with the wand yeah. so i guess i yeah. guess she likes him more and it's like why wouldn't you get the wand back like obviously he doesn't know yeah, what magic and stuff is like not there <laughs> how would you assume that he just gave it she just gave it to him but uh after casper scares josh and his friend josh drops the wand and they're turned into horses and again for all we know they're still horses yeah an existential nightmare for the parents walking outside and being like where is my son why is this horse trying to come inside <laughs> After this, Desmond op- opens his hell portal to throw a nine-year-old girl in, and he does it. She zaps him with some kind of magic that does that does nothing. He's powerful. Yeah, but like, I don't know. The, the witches what do too, he, as well. Like he just kind of yeah. laughs. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Ha!" And it's definitely like it, it makes contact. Well, I like to think that, like, I don't know, maybe like it, like shrank his pancreas really small and blew up that guy. <laughs> like it didn't. So uh, be, there'll be a bruise there tomorrow. But yeah. the the witches also have like specific colors for the what well, I guess they all do like they have their own color for magic like mm-hmm. all my magic is blue all your magic is yellow I was like that's cool like I, I wonder what mine would be yeah you know, I think I go with what's that. your aura color yeah is it the same as like lights lightsaber color like for like yeah. Star Wars where like it's based on something that nobody knows about but the Kyber crystals <laughs> right uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So after this way too long sequence of Wendy getting sucked into hell and Casper trying to grab her. So much screaming. Goes on for a while. Too much screaming. The door of Trent. That's what it was called? I don't know. They called it something. It sounded like the door of Trent. I mean, yeah. I'm sure that it, it wasn't that, but just like one guy on the other side. Yeah, I'm Trent. The, uh. the Mystical Abyss. Sponsored by Trent. <laughs> So, uh, Casper saves Wendy, and his uncles and her aunts all team up to save him. Hooray! Desmond is thrown into hell. Hooray! Wendy shall be the witch queen, because she and Casper became friends. Only because she's hot. Only because she's hot. Casper would have been afraid of her. attracted to her, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He immediately got right in there with that. Like, otherwise he could have been like, oh, I'm hiding, like a ghost. My question is, if the ants hooked up with the ghosts while they were possessing the guys would that have made them more powerful to have established such a connection with the ghosts or is it only the power of friendship i don't know i don't know nothing but it might be friendship at this formative point where then now she's going into the rest of it with a a a better insight (laughs) than the rest of them had i guess um that's possible also stretch when he became that person when he possessed him he went around the dance and was like pinching 
like you know women in the ass just just pinching a lot of ass yeah and i'm like he's definitely done some weird stuff like possessing somebody else at a different time totally unrelated (laughs) you know he's definitely screwed around sometimes yeah he's not i don't trust him at all with that power and um (laughs) so yeah happy ending to the story the uh jules and vincent are uh counselors in training at the (laughs) resort you also catch like after they deal with the Fortnite wizard and like the danger is over the two, as they walk off and decide they're going to be counselors, they talk about breakfast, and they're they wanna, just they, they want to get French toast, but yeah. it's uh, it's called day old bread in France. Yeah, and they That's, just like don't cut it. They keep talking about French toast. They wanted in the, the back Pulp of Fiction the scene. thing. Yes, yeah, Pulp Fiction reference for no reason. And uh, yeah, everybody goes their separate ways. Wendy gives Casper a little kiss. The end. I was hoping. I mean. I guess not really hoping, but there was that scene of right after the ghosts had helped the witches win. And then like the witches are like, thank you, I guess. And they're standing there and there's like a minute of like the ghosts don't really do any character development stuff. They don't really interact with them. And I was just waiting for one like, all right, show us your boobs. (laughs) Can we bang Um, or what? (laughs) I, I guess I love you or something. I also could have gone with like could have could have taken one asshole from the nineteen twenties <laughs> ghost. Just one place somewhere. Asshole, yeah. yeah. We're at the cat skills and this guy's a total prick. <laughs> um anyway, that's Casper meets Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> Did a lot in ninety minutes while not doing very much at all. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to describe it. So do we want to move forward to the criteria which we do every week to compare the film to the pacifier let's do it oh man i I have so many notes on the pacifier too but yeah well here we go (laughs) what a silly movie what a silly movie it is it is it's it's a good time though uh so first up how's the soundtrack in this film it's nothing elevator music so (laughs) bad all music in this movie is very bad it's like less than dollar store 25 spooky Halloween tracks music. Yes. Yes. Or the opening title sequence song was terrible. Um, the dance song when they danced in the gazebo was just just awful. After they just had the good swing song, the only good song. And then it just dive yeah. bombs. As again. soon as possible. Uh, next up, how does the main actor... Where does the main actor land on the dieselometer? A ranking of Vin Diesel performances based on charm and ability. This was a uh, this was tough for me. Uh, I said Hillary Duff as Wendy was our lead actor. Yep. And, tough um, shoes to fill on your first movie. Be as yeah. good as Vin Diesel. <laughs> um, I I couldn't think of. I guess it was just because she's a child actress. Vin Diesel's first role after getting caught vandalizing a theater that he broke into with his brother. All right. I, uh, I said the last witch hunter because like, there's a lot of stuff going on here that the movie is just kind of like, here you go. This is the world of it. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to really do any explaining. This is his D and D character and you shall live. Isn't the D and D one Riddick? No. Last witch hunter. Oh, last the witch hunter is it? Okay. Yeah. And uh, he's the last witch hunter, so... You be witching. Yeah. <laughs> Scottish slang. Gets him every time. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Um, jeez. What has Vin Diesel been in? Is that how the Vin Diesel Amateur works? It's, it's, yeah, just anything he's been in, if you can make it fit or anything outside of it. Like, if you want to say the one time he was scared in a haunted house, like, sure. No, I'm going to go, I'm going to go triple X. I'm going to give it that same amount of, you had to do certain amount of things. Uh, you know, certain jokes and certain aspects had to be represented. Um, and you did all right within those confines. You made a name for yourself within those. And that's, that's not easy. All right. I like that. That's great. That. Yeah. Did I like this as a kid or would I have liked it as a kid? I guess I would have been entertained. I wouldn't have been off put by all the references that I know now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just would have right over. I think I would have been bored. Okay. Yeah. I feel like Cartoon Ghost Man would have done enough stuff to be like, haha, look at the Cartoon Ghost Man. Yeah, it might get one, but I, I really like the first Casper, so like I think I would have been a little disappointed that this is not that at all. Not up to that, yeah. <laughs> I remember that one being good. Like, yeah. actually good. It's also yeah. equally weird with random references. Dan Aykroyd is in it as Ray from Ghostbusters. That's true. That's true. But the that's crypt- a little more whimsical. The Crypt Keeper just shows up for no reason. It's yeah. it's also weird, Yeah, but it's but- not... Yeah, I was looking up the director, and there's actually a different Casper that he did before this. So they started with a straight-to-DVD Casper, and then this is the sequel of that Casper. Yes, Casper, oh. a, Casper A Spirited Beginning. These are yeah. both technically prequels to the 1995 movie. Weird. In yeah, Casperverse. Yeah, yeah. what? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is directed by Sean McNamara. Uh, after this, he did... The Even Stevens movie, Bratz, uh, Soul Surfer, that's the one-armed surfer girl uh, thing that people apparently like, I think. Yeah, I heard that that it's was... It's yeah. uh, movie that just came out last month, I believe, uh, Cats and Dogs 3, Paws Unite. Yeah, there was another one. And uh, he's got an upcoming Three Stooges reboot where they're all children. Nice. The Three talk, Little Stooges. Talk about a prequel. <laughs> yeah. I'm in on that. Did you see the uh, Farley Brothers Three Stooges reboot? No, I, I didn't. didn't. No. The first third's not bad because it's like very Three Stooges stuff, and then they put them in the modern world and it sucks. But that like, I watched it on a plane. Sounds like Rocky and Bullwinkle. Rocky and Bullwinkle, though, is bad, but I like it a lot. <laughs> I saw a lot of it as a kid as well. Yeah, I watched that movie for no reason. I saw a lot of it my <laughs> senior year of college. Same, same, same. Was uh, the Farley Three Stooges? Was that was Chris still alive? Was Chris in that? No, the Farley brother or the Farley brothers, the Dumb and Dumber oh. guys. Oh, okay. This was 2012. All right. Yeah. The second third of the movie, Mo joins Jersey Shore. Oh yeah. All right. Well. I might have to check that out. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, anyway, uh, is there anything in this that's as memorable as the Pacifier's Peter Panda dance? Uh, do one of you guys want to go first? Kendall, you want it? Sure, man. I, I love the dance scene just overall. Like that, that just that just really did it. It's, it's not as a singular focus as the Peter Panda dance where it's not a, you know, just like a motion, but I think they did well with it. I actually found it actually funny. Like they, 
they moved fast. And after you realize that, I think they were drinking the whole time. So I think that if they're wasted, everybody's wasted. Yeah. Great time. <laughs> I would have gone to that dance. They do pull a splash water on your own face. Drinks are on me. Two shot glasses right to the face. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I agreed. I said the possession sequence. Uh, yeah, I said Wendy's Wendy's line delivery. Oh, well, yep. It was all <laughs> over the place. Yeah. But certainly something I will not forget. <laughs> she rehearsed. We know that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> she knew her lines. I don't know that she got any guidance aside from learn it. It's no time. Uh, next up, who is the Brad Garrett, Carol Kane, insane, memorable side character in the film? I said either uh, Jules and Vincent or the Polly Shorickle. Uh I'm going to give it to Josh. Beating that magic wand with a hammer, man. <laughs> yeah, he was awful. He was just, they, they did a really good job of just encapsulating awful. Uh, just how shitty kids can be. Yeah. And even um, uh, before they get the wand, it's like him and that kid playing outside. And I think they were just hitting sticks against the ground. I think they were just, yeah. just, or just like breaking stuff like then too. And they're like, all right, cool. What else can we break? Like, <laughs> See, I'm so full of rage. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go. I, I really enjoyed the witches. I think all three of them played their roles great. Um, and then I also liked George Hamilton. I thought he killed it with whatever accent he was doing. And he was just menacing enough, but also like just enough to skew away from the fact that it's about killing a kid. Um, <laughs> oh, no, he is throwing. <laughs> That's her what we're hell. after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's gone forever when he does this. Uh, and then, and then, of course, yeah, Polly Shore. I mean, he 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 was just that little extra because Brad Garrett had a, a decent role. Polly Shore like really faded away after he first showed up. Yeah, so, it was. Like, just, I don't know if he did enough. It was just very distracting to be like, "That's Polly Shore." He's like rhyming for some reason. <laughs> he certainly was and last but certainly not least on our criteria is there anything in this film that is as batch insane as the sound of music subplot from the pacifier which in case you don't remember is a subplot that is two scenes long introduced with about 20 minutes left in the film and in it seth one of the boys vin diesel is watching is discovered to have bleached his hair and has a Nazi armband in his locker. So naturally, everyone assumes he is a Nazi. So Vin Diesel gets on a little girl's bike and follows him, thinking he's going to some type of Nazi meeting, but it turns out he's just going to a community theater production of The Sound of Music where he's playing Rolf. Yeah, yes. It was, oh, that, all of that was so ridiculous, man. Oh, Sound of Music was in that <laughs> way too much. It's so quick. It's <laughs> perfect. I love it. <laughs> and they don't need to show like the Nazi armband as much as they did either. Like they really got they got their all their use of those. And... It's one of those things that every time I bring up the past fire to someone and they're like, I think I remember that. Yeah, I'm like, do you remember the Nazi stuff? And they're like, Oh my god. Yeah, no, there was Nazi stuff in that movie. <laughs> yep. Just out of nowhere. Um uh, my my other really ridiculous thing from that movie is that uh Mr. Chun, the next door neighbor who turns out to be a North Korean, North Korean spy, I think is yep, what they yeah. allude to. Uh, he gets rocked in the face with a fire extinguisher. Just <laughs> absolutely full swing, full on, like vertical, hits him directly in the face. Like, you're, you're done. You're done for his, your whole day. Yeah, his, his face should be bashed <laughs> inward. Your whole, it, like, that would that maybe kill you. <laughs> kill a lesser man. He just gets up and he gets in the car. He's like, all right, let's go. Let's chase the kids down. <laughs> 
So, yeah, but in Casper Meets Wendy, is there anything as crazy as The Sound of Music and that? Um, I, uh, I'm gonna give this one to the world again. I feel like I do that a fair amount, but, like, there's a lot of shit going on here with the, the magic, but we can't use the magic, and the ghosts, and the witches fighting, and the fact that they're in this resort, and nobody's noticing. It's just part of it. <laughs> a resort's a weird setting for this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I said the amount of lives they completely ruin by turning people into animals. That's <laughs> that's all. Give it to you. Yeah, and like they're not bad people for doing that either. Like we yeah. we don't we think it's funny. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're supposed to be like, haha, that boy shall never grow up, never have a family. He is a horse. Yeah, hope he doesn't I- hurt his ankle. <laughs> I did feel bad for that woman losing her room, but now that she's a goat, I don't care at all. She deserves it. <laughs> I'm still uh, talking goat. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one, and like nobody's caring for it either. So like, there's a stray goat, stray horses. Nobody wants that. It's a public health crisis. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, my my what would probably be? I mean, just all the adult references for no reason. Um. I think they really just just went as, as hard as they could, and then even with the Hindenburg one, where he he says it sad, um, I just think that's just completely unnecessary. They could have just moved on. I don't even know <laughs> what it was. I don't remember what it could was. Could have not been that. Yeah, or it's the entire plot being about killing a child. Yeah, that is also yeah, that's it. <laughs> a little extra. Fair. <laughs> All right, and last but not least, do you have a ranking and rating for this film? Uh I would also like to say that he's killing this child for vanity. He just wants to be the best wizard. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, it's not like she's coming forward, like, his actual stuff. She's going to take his house. He's just going to just gonna be number one again. Um, but uh, how, is there any specific rating on, like, a... Just whatever you want. Whatever you're feeling. <laughs> Oof. Nice. Like, for example, I gave it two bad pop culture references out of six... And it is not even close to as good as the pacifier to me. I give it uh, 14 weirdos in felt suits doing Fortnite magic. Not better. Uh, I will give it eight ghost screams out of 14. Um, I enjoyed it more than I thought it would. Uh, Mostly just because the plot is terrible, but the acting I thought was great. I think they did a lot of hilarious things. (laughs) <laughs> as their ridiculous characters in yeah. a ridiculous plot yeah. in a straight-to-video movie. <laughs> That's completely understandable. <laughs> All right, and that is our discussion on Casper meets Wendy. And now Kendall has the movie we're going to watch next week and what we're going to talk about. So he's going to give us some hints, and we're going to try and figure it out. It's time for the coming attractions game. Oh, sweet. All right. Um, so we're sticking with the baseball theme of this movie. Um, ooh. Uh, it's another red capped team. Um, um, let's see. Are they uh, are they ladies? They are not ladies. Is it um, a 90s movie? I believe so. Yes, that's what I would. I've not seen it in a long time. So, it is of, of your childhood, yes. Okay. Uh, is there a... Is a baseball field part in the title? There is. 
Okay, yeah. Got a young Joseph Gordon-Levitt, right? Oh, yeah. It certainly does. This is what I'm thinking of. JGL was a kid. Yeah. That's right. I did not know that. Before 30 Rock, too, yeah. He didn't... Or Third Rock from the Sun, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he didn't just come out an adult and be like, time to go star in Premium Rush. He was a child. (laughs) Yeah, I just didn't know that he was a child in that movie. Do you know what what movie it is, too? Well, baseball movie, field in the title, right? Yeah. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. It's the other one. Okay, then yeah, now I know. Yeah, it's... Is it then? Yes, I did know that one was Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I was like, (laughs) for a second, I thought we were Field of Dreams, and I was like, I don't think that Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in that movie. No, they didn't have caps in Field of Dreams. (laughs) Real young Joseph (laughs) Gordon-Levitt. But it's Angels in the Outfield, correct? Oh yeah, cool. All right, that's super exciting. I that's something that I remember watching like twice. And I always just Oof. remember. I think I watched it in health class a lot. Whoa. Huh. Did I watch it in school? I might have watched it in school. Like eighth grade health class was like Angel in the Angels in the Outfield, Goosebumps, and Remember the Titans. Oh yeah, uh, it was like the big three. Friday Night Lights, Saturday Night Lights, Friday Night Lights. Mm. <laughs> it's Saturday Night Lights with your quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> Thank you very much for being on, Kendall. It was a great time. Do you have anything you want to plug or anything? Um, I do music, but we don't need to get there. Um, yeah, this was great. It's been an honor. Um, this is a, a delightful podcast, and I, I look forward to uh, continuing to, to listen along, uh, especially awesome. for the Angels in the Outfield next week. I mean, that's going to be <laughs> – I'm going to learn a lot, I think. Yeah, tune in next week for Angels in the Outfield with a, another special guest. Um, be sure to follow us on our social medias at no highway pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, no highway option. Call our hotline. If you want to talk about anything, you want to tell us how your, uh, pandemic Halloween went. It's a 301-941-7493 or 301-941-SIZE. And, uh, Chicken time. As always, it's chicken time. As always, uh, if you if you know the uh, old owners of the Rafters Bar and Grill in Amherst, Massachusetts, before it uh, before it stopped being a restaurant, uh, if you can get me in touch with them, I'm trying to find out the recipe for the Yukon Gold Wings. <laughs> and of course, thank you to Ian C. Weber for composing our theme song. Hopefully, I didn't ruin it this week by adding the little spooky elements. The C in this case stands for creepy you can find more of ian's music by following the link in our show notes so yeah that's that tune in next week it's time for angels in the outfield but for now i've been connor and i've been luke i'm kendall and as always these have been our opinions and if you don't agree with them too bad because it's our way no, no highway, highway option.
time for a special announcement. Hey, Luke, what's some things you can do with a telephone? Um, if there was, like, a really mad goose in your house, um, you could hit the goose with the telephone. Oh, or you could call in to your favorite Vin Diesel-based podcast. This one. We have a hotline now. 301-941-7493. Or, if you like to think about words... That's 301-941-SIZE. SIZE. Um, it's SIZE because that's all Google Voice could give me when I wanted to find one that had a word in it. It's because by doing these phone calls, you could help us increase our listener size. There you go. Give us a call. Let's... See if this experiment works. Again, that's 301-941-7493 or 301-941-SIZE. Give us a call. Okay, bye. The theme music for No Highway Option was created by Ian C. Weber. To hear more of Ian's music and see some of his videos and stuff, follow the new link in our show description. No Highway Option was co-created and co-hosted by Connor J. Burke and Luke Smith and produced by Connor.